On today's episode of the Homes Real Estate Podcast, we are responding to what I think is an absurd article from HousingWire.com. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Peter Toring, and as per usual with me in studio is... Chris Van Bell. We're realtors here with Cobalt Banker in Macomb, Michigan, talking all things Southeast Michigan real estate here on the Homes Real Estate Podcast. So today we are talking about... A, I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. I told Chris this before the podcast started that we keep talking about this stupid crap over and over again. Yeah, well, I mean, we keep hearing it, seeing it, and reading it, and to us it seems like it's a whole lot of fiction. Yeah, so HousingWire.com came out with an article on uh, a couple of days ago, February 19th, and we've debunked this issue of should millennials buy houses or not? Is it a bad investment? We talked to Adam Rins, everything, did a show about it. And now they've said it costs more to own a home than to rent one in every U.S. state. So this means bar none, even in New York where you have, you know, $2,000 a month for a one-bedroom apartment, uh, it still costs you more to rent. Does this seem a bit odd? I think the whole thing is a little bit fishy to me. Um, we, as we know and as we do the research, home ownership is king. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there is not a negative feature to owning a home. Right. And you, I know we, I've seen a couple of different articles on the flip side. And I know we were just talking about one that said, listen, millennials, figure it out, buy a house, you know. And, yeah, and I just ran across one today. It said, you know, get off it, stop reading this garbage, go, you know, rent forever articles and, and just buy a house. Right. Get your head out of your ass, figure it out, buy a house. This is when we talk millennials. Millennials, by the way, the, the, the old edge of millennials are almost 40 years old. This is not we're not talking 18 year olds anymore. So, I mean, and I know that millennial home ownership is down a little bit. I don't think, I mean, at least anecdotally, I'm not seeing that. All of my, I'm, I'm millennial. All my millennial buddies are are at least trying to, to own a I'm home. I'm 40. I'm not a millennial. Right. You're on the on the, the post, uh, you're what, a gen, gen X? Gen X. Yeah, you guys figured it out. But <laughs> what they are figuring is, it's, yes, you have student, and we've done podcasts just on student loans. You, if your student loan is stopping you from buying a house, it's also going to stop you from renting. You you still have that monthly payment no matter what unless you are renting the crappiest apartment you could find you're still gonna you still have to live somewhere unless you're living with your parents right and and most lenders are pretty generous with student loan debt as generous as the feds let them be right but um man it, it it's nuts so let's look at Michigan specifically so they said the median monthly cost for homeowners with a mortgage in Michigan is twelve fifty a month and the median rent cost is eight twenty four so. Uh, I don't know if you've been in the rental market lately, but uh, what can you get for eight twenty four? Are they including like little one bedroom apartments for four hundred bucks a month? That's like four hundred square feet, like uh, on tiny houses. We were just out. I was actually out with we we do occasionally from time to time take care of rentals here at Cobalt Banker, and I was just out with a rental client. One bedroom or uh, some one bedroom, some two bedrooms near Oakland University, eleven twelve hundred dollars a month. Easy. So, All day long. I mean, this is crazy. So what we're doing is we're taking low income housing apartments and we're running those median rents together. Now, that being said, if you're running in, this is just, it's not an apples to apples comparison. Nobody is purchasing a one bedroom apartment. Absolutely. So not. if you took, let's say, let's say that, let's say your one bedroom rent is 824. What would it cost you to buy a one bedroom place? We just sold a one bedroom place in Harrison Township, $57,000. What's that on a mortgage? 400 bucks? Maybe. So... Uh, again, I think that's the biggest thing is we're not apples to apples comparing this. Let's do that. Twelve hundred and fifty bucks a month is what one hundred and fifty thousand. About that. Somewhere in there. All right, we're gonna do this. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna take you real time stats here, guys. 
we're actually going to go to Zillow, so you know we're not just pulling some biased sites or anything like that. Yeah, we love. And we're Zillow. doing, we're doing, yeah, we, we're real big fans of Zillow. I'm literally going to look up rentals. All right, and we're going to look at what would be basically a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house. So this is probably going to be something that is, um, you know, a thousand to twelve hundred square feet in northern Macomb here. Maybe a little bit less than that. Probably has a basement. And probably is a little bit on the dated side. All right, we actually literally had to stop the podcast for a second because we could not find any single-family homes for rent under $1,200 in that whole Macomb area. Uh, so we went back and we looked, okay, what are some that have closed? We found one. Sterling Heights, $1,100. Uh, this probably would have been a you know, $150,000, $140,000 house. So let, let's... So now we've already debunked this fact that apples to apples, these are not a $427 a month difference, right? Absolutely. Uh, and if you look at what is for rent, the vast majority of them are condos, and they're between uh, 1100 and 1400 and those are all condos that would, are selling for in the 150s to 160s. Uh, so one on Rhodes and Macomb here, 1400 a month, that's a $150,000 condo, which would cost you $1,200. Bucks. Now keep in mind with the condos, too. You've got your pet restrictions, you've got vehicle mm-hmm. restrictions. <laughs> restrictions on top of restrictions. Right. So this is this gives you a, a solid sampling of what's for rent. And I'm sure people, if you're out there looking for a rental right now, you're seeing the same thing. There's no rental inventory. Absolutely not. At least in, in any area that people want to live and anything that's affordable. So to say, well, we've you know we've taken this and, and it's a $427 a month difference, I think that we've completely debunked that. We could give you stats on stats on stats. Uh, I, I think it's just absolutely silly. So Let's do one more kind of test here. Let's take a property that is for sale and we're gonna run it. So there's a site called Rentometer where if you are renting, you can actually um, uh, go on and see, hey, am I paying too much in rent versus uh, you know the people around me? So what we're gonna do too is we're gonna take a, a, an actual property and we're doing this in, in real time so that we're not actually you in the numbers here. All right, so we took a property on Russell that just sold in, in Utica uh, for 150,000. We re- ran this through Rentometer, which again is telling you how much you, re- you were renting for. Again, your mortgage payment probably between 1,100 uh, and 1,200 bucks. We put in our rent at 1,200. Your rent seems to be a great deal. Uh, average in that area, this is 21 in Van Dyke, 1761 no. average. Uh, and 80% of people are paying between 15 and 1900 for a three-bedroom single-family residence. So again, yes, the, and this this comes down to millennials, and, and I think everyone is guilty of this. We get our facts from the internet with no, there's no experts to interpret it, and we forget too that everyone has a spin to the numbers that they're giving us. Oh, I, and that's starting to be ridiculous in selling homes, renting, whatever. You know, everybody thinks that Google's a replacement for. A realtor or a lender, hell, they think it, they think it's a replacement for a doctor in most yeah, cases. Yeah, good buddy of mine is an ER doc, and he said, I cannot tell you how many times people come in off WebMD and they've give you know diagnosed themselves because when you go on WebMD, everyone has cancer. So and he's like, nope, you've got oh, a cold, my. you know, you've got uh, you know you you've got uh, the flu, and you don't have cancer. You have you know your big toe, you just stubbed your big toe. They're calling that cyberchondriacs for the medical world. Oh, it's insane, and so. 
But we've now said, all right, this is now that we've shown that these numbers, apples to apples are blatantly false. Let's just go out onto the, the longest limb I can possibly find. Oh, this is going to be a good one. And say, all right, let's say that this was true. Let's say that there actually was a $400 difference per month uh, between renting and buying. So number one, with student loans, with most families having two car payments, insurance, auto insurance, one of the highest in the nation here in Michigan, are you telling me that that extra $427 is going to be invested in a uh, mutual fund and, and it's, you're just going to let, you know, save that $427 a month? Retirement. I think yeah. it's much more likely that money slips through the cracks because what we do is we budget for the expenses we have, not the expenses we might have. I don't budget. So, you know, I, I live in about an $140,000 house. I went below, you know, the means there. I don't budget as if I had a $200,000 house. I didn't say, okay, here's my pre-approval letter. I'm going to budget for that. And so right. I, I don't think anyone does. So even assuming that, that that was the case, that these rents were correct, it still doesn't take into account that money's probably not being invested. And at the end of this, you know, if you are a, you know, a 30 year mortgage, so in, you know, if you are a 25 year old buying a house at age 55, uh, assuming that you have made no extra mortgage payments, now you have a house free and clear. Yeah, you have equity. You have like real money that's available to you. Right. Whereas if you've been renting now for 30 years, and, and we've done, the, we, if you listen to the podcast study about net worth, we went over that, which was what, 35 times more net worth as a homeowner. Right. Um, but now you have, you've paid out, uh, let's say that, I'm going to run these numbers too, how much you would have actually paid out over that time. All right, so if you if you have been paying rent this eight twenty this this magical eight twenty four and you somehow have, it's a, a property that actually works for you uh, over the course of those thirty years you've now paid out three hundred thousand bucks I think it's actually two hundred ninety seven thousand and you have nothing you've no equity you've paid your landlord's mortgage but ten times over <clears throat> right but but you know you have nothing left to show for this so uh, now the they do make one point at the end of the article here uh, that I thought was funny they said. Well, you know, even though it does cost more, uh, you know, it still might provide some stability. Okay. Yeah. Ah, okay. So the only benefit to homeownership now with housing wire is a sense of stability. So it also says too, you know, uh, a CNBC report says that owning the home, uh, the cost of owning a home has risen 14% in the last year. Yes. But that's not the case that it's going to continue to increase 14% every year. We had a unique situation last year where interest rates were starting to rise because we had come off of peak pricing and prices had risen in an but unprecedented it had, way. That had to happen. Right. You know, it, they weren't going to stay. I, I think the lowest I did was 2.8%. Right. They can't stay there. Right. So, you yes, in, in 2018, you did have a combination of both top pricing and a bumped up interest rate. So yes, when you're coming from lower prices and the lowest interest rates we've ever seen, yeah, that's going to be a 14% jump. Now that being said, the cost this year is supposed to only jump like 3%. So let's also not pretend that your rent's not going to go up. If your landlord's costs go up, guess who else's uh, you know costs are going up? Yours as a as a, as a runner. So uh, you know, and again, we we run into these things. Owner need to cover costs such as maintenance, property taxes, repairs, and insurance. Okay, and again, you are paying for those things yeah. with your rent. It doesn't come out of your pocket and homeowners association say you're in a condo or even one of the houses that's in an association. 
Say those charges go up. Well, guess who it's getting passed on to? Exactly. So, and again, insurance, we, we don't, we're not pretending that you're going to need renter's insurance. So, you know, it does say again, well, once your mortgage is, pay, you know, is paid off, you can put that you know, money towards other things. So, yes, that's true. Thanks for shoving that in, you know, paragraph three or something, you know, at the end of your article. So I, I think the takeaway from this is, number one, do your research, guys. Don't just sit Real there and, research. yeah, let's, don't just take Jessica Guerin's word for it. Um, again, we, we've got to look at this from the people that are actually buying houses, people that have actually done this stuff. Uh for me, I, I put very little stock in in this. Hey, this is my opinion, and I'm going to make decisions based on that. So, uh, if you really want to know, even if you that you think that running is the right thing for you, give us a call. Spend five minutes. We'll run down what it actually would cost you. We can give you an estimate of what you know these maintenance and property taxes and all this you know everything costs too. Oh, the other thing this article doesn't mention is normally your mortgage is taking into account. They they double hit you here. Because they're saying property taxes and insurance, those are normally included with your monthly cost for a mortgage. Yeah, so they're so they're so they're mentioning it in the in the front of the article, and then they're hitting you again. So, you know, again that twelve fifty number versus the eight twenty four number. Well, so the eight twenty four plus another couple bucks for insurance. That's insane. The, the stats on this are weak at best yeah, they, they are prop they are well let's say that they're not false they are true but they are telling a very very small sliver of the story here so guys if you are interested at all in this stuff give us a call we'd love to, to give you and maybe renting is right for you but we'd at least like to give you the whole story so you know what's going on absolutely and we do have people like say you have a credit issue that's keeping you from from wanting to buy a house or maybe now it's just not the right time you don't know where you want to live we have solutions for just about anything. So, yeah. And also, if we problem. don't have a solution for you, we'll tell you. Uh, for some people, if you're looking for an apartment, I'm like, listen, dude, hop on Zumper and go after it. You know, I'll take a look at your lease if you want, but you know, I'm not the right guy for this. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to this. Follow us on Facebook, myself at facebook.com slash homemacomb, Chris at Chris Van Bell Realtor, uh, and on the Instagram, Peter underscore touring. Chris is, what's your hand? I have no idea. Just find Chris Van Bell on Find Instagram. Chris Van Bell on Instagram. Uh, and I've been on the Twitter machine more lately. Uh, really? Not as active, but find us there. And then the podcast, the Homes Real Estate Podcast, find it at SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and now on YouTube for the audio. And I think that we may start video recording these at some point, too. Don't Thanks so much, guys. We will see you next time. Take care.